0: Life Happens on SAFM. Life Happens on SAFM. Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m.
1: Welcome to Life Happens, the second hour of Life Happens with the band Jamiro Kwe with Star Child. It's 10 past 2, and we're talking about one of my favorite subjects now food. Food, food. So, listen, uh, at this time, every Friday, we highlight uh, the creative art in whatever. And today, the choice is to highlight the creativity in the art of food and cooking. And in this uh, feature, we invite her today in Tabiseng Boa. If I say who's in Tabiseng a lot of people don't know. But if I say who's Chef Ndi, a lot of people would know because she is a celebrity chef. She has got a book out called My Modern African Kitchen. She looks gorgeous. Actually, I don't know where the food that she eats goes to uh, in her body. I think uh, uh, chefs who are who are thin uh, are so cruel uh, because uh, I don't know where the food that they eat go to. This book looks great. Hi. How are you? Welcome.
0: Thank you so much. Do you eat your food? I eat my food all the time you promise
1: I promise okay yeah. okay because you look like a model to me so I'm like what does what does she do with this food <laughs> that she eats let's start let's start with the journey of you and food because I cannot think of many African children because you grew up in gladdio of soweto so- right so- um, I can I cannot think of many African particularly South African girl children who are raised in a township environment and they're not taught the basics of cooking right Correct. we're all and you' it's forced on you whether you like it or not Mm -hmm. Uh, but for you, you ended up liking it to an extent where you ended up creating a career out of it uh, let's hear about your story with food. Where did your story with food begin? It actually begins at home. I mean, it, it was one of the chores, and mm-hmm. growing up, it was
0: myself and my sister. And it was very clear between the two of us that cooking was my thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. As in, him. you liked it, or it was forced on you? It was. I loved it. You loved. I loved it. It, yeah. it was forced on him. Yeah. And the results would tell. Hannah, <laughs> <laughs> <I laughs> Billy, Mama would always listening. say, "I know she's <laughs> going to be so mad," but <laughs> Hannah, Billy, Mama would say, "Uncle." <laughs> because then there's either too much salt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cause food is a love expression. You have to love it. So mm-hmm. it started from me as a chore. And, I mean, at 13, I was already a chef, a designated chef. How mm-hmm. many guests did that? Because I would go and, on magazines, pull out uh, recipes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom has always loved cooking. My gran has loved cooking. So, that, that made it very easy for me. So, now my thing was, I took the the whole being creative with food. Because mm-hmm. mama was very creative. I mean, she would take very little and stretch it. Mm. It took me until I was a teenager to my twenties, to realize we were waking with little, yeah, because it didn't look that way. She and was very and it tasted creative. good. Amazing. So,
1: would you say your mother then was your biggest food role model beyond, of course, being your general life role model? Correct. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, we used to celebrate Friday was
0: the highlight for me mm-hmm. of the week because Friday we are not cooking. Mm-hmm. She used to get paid for Friday and then she would bring the kuku, you know, like Swiss roll. She loved Swiss roll mm-hmm. and some chocolate, and then obviously um, getting KFC. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. I suppose baking a separate art in itself. Absolutely. But not. I like. That in your book, your focus is on modern the modern African kitchen, uh, because uh, so, so, some some of us, uh, I suppose, when we got economically viable, yeah. uh, felt the need to uh, expand our palates uh, to to areas that we're not familiar with, and we forgot that we can make business and mm-hmm. we can showcase the very things about us that make us outstanding, mm-hmm. which includes our food. So. Tell me why you focused on the modern African kitchen as opposed to doing Italian or Greek or French or whatever. (laughs) So, food
0: is identity. Food Mm -hmm. is identity. You can look at, uh, just by looking at a plate of food, you can identify the people, where they come from, and just the environment. Mm -hmm. So, for me, growing up in Soweto, that influenced a lot of how i eat and what i eat Mm -hmm. i do have a lot of i mean in my early 20s i lived in italy for two years Mm -hmm. Um, were you
1: were you living in italy for
0: food full time not for food i went there for love oh for love Uh, yeah and you know (laughs) love and food they go together right and also italians celebrate food in a big way yeah so i mean i was inspired so much by by just the simplicity mm-hmm. of just the approach when it comes to food yeah. and just when I look at the way we eat in Africa especially the southern region how Phras is so to mm-hmm. also we clean, we cook very clean very mm-hmm. little spices we focus on fresh produce fresh ingredients mm-hmm. so I just thought when I, I, I took this journey professionally I'm going to tell my story mm-hmm. I'm going to celebrate what is ours mm-hmm. um, South Africa South Africans we are united by maize meal pap mm. white black indian
1: that is very interesting because i saw there's a part in your book you see i did look at. you did book. too i I'm like that lying. thank you <laughs> there's a part in your book actually where you focus and i didn't even know those kind of recipes you can even associate with pap where you focus on just the different things that you can do with maize meal. because in my very limited mind because i'm a basic cook. Yeah. My kids will say I'm a great cook but you know I tend to repeat a lot of things in my house. I think you're looking at page 57? Page 57 onwards. yes. Uh, you, you, you know, you, know you, uh, you are looking at uh, a variety of things that you can do with bub. Yes. For example I looked at um, um, the, uh, where is this thing now? They can read me a page forward. Yes. Okay, I'm going to page forward. There we go. This shocked me. Yeah. Uh, the pap and biltong cakes. And yes. I was like, eh, biltong eh, and pap <laughs> and cakes. Uh, how? Tell me about coming up with enticing and exciting and savoury and delicious uh, recipes around the staple food yes. that is BAP. Because Africans yeah. are forced also by economic circumstances uh, to eat BAP yeah. and we all know only one way, one to, way to make it. it. I had to make it yesterday for my kids <laughs> and it's also physical labour making it in the kitchen. We saw again. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we saw again. So tell me about exploring BAP and finding these different things that you did with it
0: so for me I was liberated by exposure mm. so if you look at polenta Italian polenta same grain as BAP mm-hmm. but Italians do so much more with it they mm. fry it mm-hmm. um, they they make gnocchis out of it mm-hmm. so I just thought I'm gonna come back home and try and instill a sense of love a sense of pride mm-hmm. when it comes to this grain and also just elevate our experience with it mm-hmm. you know because um, also it sometimes it it reminds you how much you don't have. It, that's the thing. Yes. But then let's change the, mind, the is mind shift. If you look at my recipes, I mean, I've got the green apple putu pap. I have a dish I that looks that. like something you can get from the Saxon. Yeah. But then you are using pap. Uh, We treat it like couscous. Couscous is expensive. Pap is cheaper. So if you have a bigger family and what people are not familiar with is pap is the same grain as, you know, when you look at tortillas Mm -hmm. and tortillas love to be deep fried. Mm -hmm. So I do recipes where you fry it because the minute you introduce, when you start frying it, then you have that nice crunch Mm -hmm. and it's soft on the inside. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can feed a family. I have recipes here for under 150. Mm -hmm. You make food that you are super proud of to share with your friends, with your families so it's just me trying to instill a sense of pride when it comes to, because this is identity yes. for me when I look at BAP I see a South African,
1: a proudly South African staple. Is that why you wanted to add the modern correct uh, to your African kitchen uh, yes. because it has been tedious and boring to do certain things in the same way over and over again
0: Yeah, because I don't like BAP because then I have it just spoiled yes so my thing is let's let's add a modern twist because our audiences have shifted yes because that's all we We have shifted absolutely so we have shifted so it's important to show for Mickey identity my brother my cousins the ones that are coming under me this is who you are you can enjoy it in new
1: ways yeah it doesn't have to be one way the food business, though, yes, is growing exponentially in yeah. South Africa, Correct. right? And uh, you're not the only chef who's who's come out uh, yes. uh, uh, recently. Uh, there's a lot of young South African chefs that have come out. What did you want to niche yourself as uh, when you uh, made a strategic des- decision to say I'm going to focus on food? It's my passion. I love it. Uh, it's who I am, and it's part of my identity. What did you? How did you want to separate yourself from everybody else that was out there
0: I think my separation would be I I, I tell a South African story mm-hmm. but I'm not shy from moving away from from how it was always done. Mm. So I like to to challenge It doesn't have to be traditional. It doesn't have to be primitive. Tradit- absolutely. Yeah. So I I love I'm I'm proudly South African. I'm born goes away to born and raised. I'm influenced a lot by Johannesburg. I mean Johannesburg is a melting pot of cultures in the continent. Yeah. So that comes through as well in recipe of rice. So I wanted to just have a book that represents who we are as an African um you know our story but using food and also just to say we can elevate it. Yeah. You know, because there's always been this whole culture of if highly African, then high sexy now. And it and it, and it gives
1: you a big bum. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it gives you a big bum. No, it doesn't. So the reason I'm like this and I'm a chef is because I know what goes into the food. Yeah. So I always get it confused when people say, but how the chef and then you look like that, especially because I know what goes into the food. So I'm responsible yeah. with my eating. I have a better relationship with food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean my weight used to fluctuate before I was a chef yeah and when I started training I, mean, I don't diet I've never I've always hated dieting yeah because I love food yeah um, and,
1: and you also had a, 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 a passion for fashion correct? Um, and, uh, and and it looks like aesthetically when I look at the book I see that passion for fashion in the pictures because really pretty girl uh, <laughs> you know but also uh, funky in the way that you dress and the way that you put out so we we will come back and uh, continue our discussion and also Also find out where you can find uh, the book, My Modern African Kitchen. We are hanging out with Chef Ndi and we'll continue our conversation with her in a short while.
0: Life happens weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m.
1: Welcome back. It's uh, 22 minutes past two on uh, SAFM uh, and uh, we are looking at uh, a book called My Modern African Kitchen and we're hanging out uh, with uh, the gorgeous Chef Ndi and uh, trying to find out the kind of things that are in her book. We were talking before we went uh, to break about uh, your love for fashion and how you incorporate then that into uh, this book. Because also uh, when you say My Modern African Kitchen, also on the cover, for example, you look like a gorgeous modern African lady. Thank you. So, how did you migrate from fashion to food? Uh, or did you make a conscious decision to retain your love for fashion and incorporate it then into your love for food? Absolutely. So, when I started my journey as a chef, I've always had people
0: tell me, No, chefs are not supposed to look like this. Or, so chef, when oh, I'm looking, you know, so fashionable. And I thought, That is weird because chefs are. It's a indeed,
1: stereotype. It's a stereotype. And I perpetuated the stereotype myself when you got here. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, because I. And
0: I would always say, But I am who I am first before I'm anything else. Absolutely. So, when I shift decided to shift careers, I was very clear about the fact that I'm not going to compromise. Mm-hmm. So I even actually played it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I played the fashion side more because that's who I am. That's my way of expressing myself. And I mean, it's the same thing as food as well it's a way of expression yeah so yes it was very deliberate
1: there's a big evolution uh, globally but it's also uh, starting a lot uh, in South Africa on uh, uh, meatless eating for example veganism Uh, people are trying to be more conscious about the things that they put in their body knowing that uh, you know there's a lot of things that are put into the food that we buy at the um, at the supermarket did you incorporate all of those modern things in terms of um, the African kitchen again, uh, you know would uh, is there for example an, a vegetarian dish in here? So yes, there there is a
0: vegetarian dish in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the cookbook or a few of them, yeah. but I don't look at them as vegetarian dishes because It's just food. It's just food. My yeah. approach to food is I eat what my body is asking for mm-hmm. and I find that the more I listen to my body, I mean I haven't been eating meat since beginning of the year. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I'll go through times where I feel like mm, this is too heavy for me. Yeah. And sometimes I crave a lot of fruits. Other times I need chocolate, I need biscuits.
1: Yeah. So I Everything just. Everything in moderation.
0: Everything in moderation. So, yes, you'll find a lot of beautiful recipes where it's very simple and it's very vegetarian. But the inspiration for me is growing up, we had a vegetable garden mm-hmm. and would just step out and eat just from there to the table yeah so I wanted a way of showing people that with everyday ingredients you can eat fancy yeah because there's a whole that whole mist conception, now, know you need to have a bit deeper pocket and have fancy ingredients yeah. that you can't pronounce, <laughs> you know, for your meal to qualify as special, a good meal. A yeah. good
1: meal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we spoke, I know that we zoned in on BAP or maize meal yes. uh, earlier on, but I, I haven't given you the privilege to tell the listeners what else is also in the modern, Af- she's drinking tea, that yes. comes out. <laughs> uh, what else is in the modern African kitchen?
0: So with the book, I am, I'm, I'm interested introducing myself to 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 the audience mm-hmm. um, it's my first offering so I just thought oh, is this your first book? this is my very oh, first book very yes. well done book thank you yeah. thank you so I'm introducing myself it's four chapters and in the four chapters I'm just covering different areas of my life and mm-hmm. using food as a touching point yeah so the one chapter is when it focuses on what inspired me gassoweto and the way of eating And there that's where you find the whole chapter was just made meal recipes. Uh And then I look at uh, my time in Italy in my early 20s. I mentioned I lived in Italy. So I then reference that with the food Uh and what I remember about it. um, I lived in Turkey as well. I lived in uh, LA. Uh So I reference my experience when I went to LA actually that was at my beginning of my journey as a chef. I was going to do research Uh food research. So that, that has inspired a lot of how I approach food. So with the book you you'll you'll hear stories. So with every recipe at the beginning of it I introduce it with my story. Mm. So at the end of it you will at least have An idea of who I am, what inspires me, what I love, and why and how I'm where I am
1: today. What did the different places teach you uh, that you lived at? Teached you as, what did they teach you as a chef? Whether that be LA, uh, 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 I think you said Italy, uh, you also said, um, where else did you live? So, Turkey. Turkey, yes. Yes. Uh, So, what did they individually teach you that you still sort of incorporate in your cooking today? They, they have all
0: taught me the importance of 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 respecting and instilling a sense of pride in your produce. Mm. So your food is as good as the produce that you're using. Mm. And even when you're cooking, I mean, Italians have a way of handling with, with, with care. Mm. So you're cooking it, but you're still preserving it. Yeah. You know, they give you tomato, it's the best tomato, yeah. and hence everything, I mean, we'll say Italians have the best pasta, yeah. but it's the ingredients, it's in the, the emphasis. The ingredients. Yeah, so That's what
1: I've learned. Okay. So, where is this book available? This My Modern African Kitchen book uh, for those that want to go and purchase uh, and and experiment. Because I'm going to experiment with your recipes myself. Because every time I look at the book, I've had the book for some days now. I salivate a heck of a lot. Oh, thank you. And that's, yeah, that means (laughs) I have to cook the food. Where can people buy
0: it? The book is available at all exclusive bookstores Mm -hmm. nationwide. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you go on my social media platforms, share underscore Mm NTI, link in bio, or you can buy it online or Woolies, Mm -hmm. Woolworths stores, Mm or the most Woolworths stores.
1: So this the biggest food influence you have in the form of your mother, is she proud? She is very, very proud. Uh, Is she proud also (laughs) of the recipes, or does she say, oh, you stole that one from me? She's proud (laughs) of the recipes, but we
0: had such a tough one when we were making the cookbook, because you we had many back and forths and then she would insist on me doing it this way, and I'd have to remind her. No, this is my cookbook. Remember, I'm doing it my way. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Listen, she's good, very proud. <laughs> good luck with the future. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, good luck uh, with your journey and your career. Thank you. uh, in the in the in the chefing world, and uh, and uh, I think uh, it's all it's ca- it can only go one way. Uh, it goes up. It looks like you also sell sauces. By the I do way. sell
0: sauces. Yes, and I brought you two. So these are sauces we bottle uh, from Taste Kitchen, my mm-hmm. restaurant in Marboning. Uh-huh. And the oh, first you've got one. a
1: restaurant in Maboning? Yes. yes, 296
0: Fox Street. Yeah. So the first one is chakalaka sauce. So we make chakalaka like you would and introduce the, the mayonnaise to give it a creamy base texture and the other one, get tomato relish like tomato gravy how we used to have it growing I'm gonna up come to your restaurant. I'm going
1: to come to Thank your restaurant. Thank you Thank you so much by the way. Thank you for having and, me. And all the best. The book is called My Modern African Kitchen uh, from Chef N D, and as you heard it's available at all exclusive stores or you can get it on her Socials, which are by the way, chef underscore n t i chef okay. underscore n t okay chef underscore n t. It's two thirty. Time for the news headlines with Canisila Magnoni.